The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G Migs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction, 5th Street. Come on down, steak night as always on Tuesday nights with us. Uh, uh, although the, uh, the Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle have joined us tonight, and neither one of them are having steak. They're having the Pride of Iowa wrap from uh, State Fair a couple of years ago. We got a quesadilla going on here. And All David, kinds of good things. And David and I are enjoying adult beverages and popcorn. There as you, you as you are one to do. I have to have popcorn frequently. It's my it's my thing. One it of my, it one is of my your things. thing. You one want to be things. lower or higher? I just want to make it there. I don't want to have a headache from talking to myself. All right. We get a headache everybody, that's yeah, right. That's I'm giving right. everybody you, else You give headache. everyone else that's a headache. That's right. I do. I do. Ah, where are we? You're sitting down. Ready I am. Ready to go? We got everything going. Everything good. Hawks this week in basketball. Of course, a roller coaster week. Uh, we're sitting here watching Purdue right now with 24 points on the board with about three minutes to go in the first half against Penn State, whereas Iowa had uh, given up 61 to Purdue in the first half last Wednesday evening. A team that we both thought couldn't shoot straight and somehow they sure did. 19 three-pointers and Iowa lost. It was their worst loss in 40 years as I understand it from Is a score right? standpoint. Um, I don't really remember many times uh, being outscored like that and then curiously enough i don't remember the last time they beat a big 10 team that badly score wise they were up 38 in the second half against nebraska and this is with an eight minute scoring drought in the middle of that first half uh iowa win that wins that one um, 96 to 72 they could have named the score in the second half um I, I think that's something we haven't seen out of out of a Fran team again. When you start looking at uh, is this is this the beginning of the Fran fade? Is this the beginning of the the, the the end as far as the team's energy goes? Well, they came back and they didn't just win a game, which is what they have been known to do: come back and skate by somebody by ten or twelve points. They yeah. found a way to really get out in front of Nebraska. Nebraska's bad and had no business beating Iowa over in Lincoln a couple of uh, weeks ago. But Iowa, for all intents and purposes, I believe the word piss-pounding was really Well, that was the term I was going to use. Yeah, applicable. Yeah, no question I was going to use that, and and that's really what it was. And it was fun to watch the Hawks come out and impose their will uh, in a basketball game because it, it that doesn't happen that often, and at least not in conference play. And so that was a, a very good thing as far as I was concerned to, to watch them do what they did. And the Hawks needed that. They need, from a mental standpoint, they needed to, they do needed to come back that. and say, yes. okay, flush Purdue, come back, beat, beat Nebraska. But not just beat them. They needed to do what they did, which was really go out and embarrass Nebraska, right? They really needed to go out and make a really big, uh, a, a really big splash in terms of score and showing everybody, you know, that they that they were not on the way down in terms of their energy level. They needed to prove to themselves that this was hopefully a fluke. Uh, over right. at Purdue, and that they would come out. It, it's it's much different than, as I said, the, the the teams of the last couple of years. Certainly, even the last seven to eight years under Fran, when they would go on the road and get handily beaten in some of those games, where some team would just go off for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that Iowa played no defense at Purdue at all. I mean, zero. They might as well have been sitting on the bench. But 
they came home instead of winning by eight, nine, t- ten points against an inferior opponent. They pounded them, and I, it's, it's it's really it's it's hopefully the difference that's going to carry this team forward. Because I tell you what. I have no idea now. I just really literally don't know what we're going to see Thursday night. I don't know. We, if we see the same kind of defense that Iowa played at Purdue, they'll lose by 25 to Indiana too. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think I don't, so either. I, I, but don't, I don't think Indiana has the capacity to, to score that much in relation to the way that If you stand and watch them shoot and play and let them go by you and watch them shoot layups, Good you, Lord, you are lose. you going to sit here and talk about the game last Thursday or the game on Saturday? What I'm saying to you is, I, I mean, it, that was one where you it's just so confusing because you don't know what to expect now. I mean, and, and they've got an opportunity. Indiana is a team that is very beatable. Purdue went in and, and beat them by double digits the other day in the Assembly Hall. Nebraska took them to overtime there. It's a very winnable game. Uh, maybe the most minimal, winnable road game left on the schedule, probably for uh, for Iowa as it goes, and it, it becomes important because of that, particularly with where Iowa is still in these rankings, which is amazing. After that forty point loss at Purdue, they still didn't fall anywhere. In fact, they were one. They were the the seventeenth team apparently, or the one of the three teams still talked about to get into the top four of that NCAA ranking. If you lose that game Saturday. by forty, or if you lose it by four, it's still a loss. And, and at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really think that the NCAA tournament committee looks at huge losses against apparently not teams that apparently not. that, that good. Are, are doing well. Good, you know, Purdue currently down seven with two forty to go against Penn State, who is a real problem for Big Ten teams, and frankly, something that the Hawkeyes are not going to be able to overlook. You know, when you WNL the season early on, you say Penn State at home will beat them by 15. I don't think that's... We're going to WNL the entire Chicago Cubs season here in a little bit, and then people are going to find it riveting. But anyway, go ahead. No question. Yeah, yeah. But By the way, are, is the Cubs station on nope. DirecTV? Oh, on DirecTV? Yes, it is. All you, right. You've got it. I don't. Well, that's you, because you, you, you're you. too cheap. No, I'm on, I'm on the dish, which is actually as expensive. <laughs> and I'm getting rid of the dish, and I'm going to go. I'm going to cut the cord, and I still won't get it because they haven't figured out how to stream the thing yet. Anyway, that's the marquee network for the Cubs this year. But but you, so when you double W and L the season, the rest of the way, one of them that is that has to be put in the question mark at home the, the, the column. I think Purdue and Ohio State at home. I feel pretty good about that. I feel good about them beating Penn State at home because they've played Iowa has played so well at home. But I'll tell you what, Penn State is an awfully talented basketball team, and they're getting stronger. Uh, much like Illinois, I thought Illinois would fade based on uh, some of the things that you know they were doing early on in the year. They haven't. They've gotten stronger. They're, that doesn't mean they they don't lose, but it certainly means they've gotten stronger. Yeah, no question. I mean, Illinois got it them, themselves a basketball game tonight against Michigan State, where they're an underdog at home. I actually think that Michigan State or Illinois will beat them tonight. George, if you're listening, I think Illinois will beat Michigan State tonight. But uh, even if you're not, that's fine. Uh, the Big Ten is just so tough, and, and home teams are still winning at a 80 to 90% clip. 
I miss the Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye well, Huddle I, 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 cough, I coughed all over John's dinner. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not like you I haven't did, had you, the flu. Yeah, I had. I, by the way, this just in for people wondering from last week, I actually was officially diagnosed with the flu on Wednesday morning after sitting here and complaining about it. I actually did have it. And I'm now, no, no, I am no longer contagious, John. Even Okay, whatever. He's going to give the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm not going to give him the coronavirus. I don't have that. Well, so um, so let's take if you take a look real quick. I, I thought there was there was uh, well, let's go back. I don't want to I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So in the game on on Saturday night, a couple of things happened that were good. You you recover from uh, an eight point or an eight minute scoreless uh, and period. still scored ninety six. Still scored ninety six, and then Joe Joe Wieskamp at some point in time just decided um, they're going to give me a lane to the hole. I'm going to go. He had a beautiful two-handed dunk that he took, but on top of that, he was making some shorter shots. He's pull-up jumpers, certainly a number of lands. I think he only had a couple, two or three three-pointers in that 30-point career high for him the other night. He also got to the line. It's it, it, it's it's what the most important piece of this this puzzle is going to be for this team because they're defensively they're still challenged. Okay? The edges. The, no, we could be out on the edge. Set the edge. No, the most important piece is to have somebody besides Luca be alive on the court in terms of scoring when you when at any other point in time during these games because they if if Luca is the only guy who's putting the ball in the hole as you saw, saw with Purdue, then they just double down, they triple down, and they let everybody else shoot. And if anybody and Luca still goes for. He goes for 22 right. against Purdue. Right. But the, but my point being, you know, and he's doing that against, he's just getting mugged by all these different guys. Wieskamp has to be the other piece of the puzzle, and then you're going to need to get contributions for heaven's sakes. Bakari and, and uh, Joe Toussaint have got to do it as well, and, and they, they did some nice things Sat- against Nebraska. On, on Saturday, yes. Joe Toussaint made two or three 15-foot jumpers wide open. You were talking about it the other night. If somebody's going to give you the lane to go take a layup, you should go do it. They were giving him wide open 15 footers, and he was knocking them down. Joe Toussaint does that on the road, as well as at home. But obviously, if he does that this week with two games on the road against Indiana and Minnesota, Iowa's got a really good chance. If he doesn't score and turns the ball over, we got issues. I mean, that's just that's that's as simple as that. And you know, C.J. Frederick is a he's an anomaly to me. Because he's really, really nails in, 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 uh, not afraid to shoot the ball, and all of those sorts of things. And then yet, he misses wide open shots. I realize you're not going to make 100 percent of your shots. You're going to make none of the shots you never take, but you're never going to make 100. But when he's got wide open looks, you expect those to go down. Well, and he was too. He was frustrated Saturday afternoon uh, in the first half where he missed a few open ones, and then of course he. Hits a, a deep, deep leaner as the clock goes out at the end of the first half. And he was shaking his head like that's the one that goes in, right? From, you know, but from 30 feet, however, one-handed. However, love the, you know, we love the, the, the intestinal fortitude. Or I could say <laughs> the balls on that kid, right? I, right. I, mean, I, I mean, stone cold, C.J. Frederick, baby. And I, I, I like the fact that he keeps shooting and he'll find his, find his way into this. One thing we haven't talked about yet as we start to move forward. So, unfortunately, Cordell Pimsel, who... Has filled a role. It's not been a great role, but he's filled a role. He's a warm body on the court, gets two or three rebounds a game. He won't play. It's Riley Till Thursday. time. Yeah, Riley Till's going to By play the way, Riley Till's mom got a lot of FaceTime the other day yeah, on, on the Big Ten Network. Yes, yeah, she did. 
And uh, so Riley Till's going to have to come in and, and give you six, seven minutes, find three rebounds that are on the floor, try not to foul anybody while they're shooting and, you know, give up a three-point play, but be a contributor during those probably two four-minute segments that he's going to have to play, one in the first half, one in the second half. So Cordell was driving with a revoked license and was pulled over for a... His back his tail light was, was out. out. You think that's really why they pulled him over? Well, that's what they said. I know. It's but the police. You're not going to believe the police in Iowa City? It's the police, right? I but mean, I'll tell you what. Iowa I, I, City is a not a forgiving I, I, place when no, you're driving. I, I know. I would say this. Cor- uh, Cordell, if you're driving with a revoked license and you know this, then you ought to be paying attention to the fact that you, you know. Do you, you know, know your tail light light's out? I, when it when it has been out, I've, people tell you all the time, hey, do you know your tail, tail light's out? Then uh, I should not drive because I don't have a license. If I get pulled over for this. Well, I'm he wasn't on a moped. It's a good point there. Good point there. And apparently he was sober. So that's a good thing, too. Also so, good. So anyway, he's out for at least one game. And that's uh, that's the, the university student policy and conduct. We'll see what else Fran's come up with. But at this point in time, uh, you know, Fran doesn't have a lot of disciplinary action he can afford to take. In terms of, you know, they're going to need so that, let, that, 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 they're going to need him. So let me ask you a question. I feel like Mark D'Antonio, right? Could Patrick McCaffrey, if he was healthy, come back and play right now and still maintain a red shirt? Can't maintain the red shirt. So it's got something to do. I think you It's I, only like in the first 10 games. You can play. I it's think not it, like football where you can play four games no. regardless of when no, they No, I are. think it's in the last third of the season that you, uh, I think, I believe. You couldn't just play the NCAA tournament and play four games and, and say, well, that was less than 10% of your season. Okay. Um, I, so I, he's I, not an option. I don't believe it's he's It's Riley Till time. Unless you decide that Patrick McCaffrey, that's all he's going to, you know, he's, you got you probably have what? You got six, you're looking at probably eight games left, eight or nine games Well, you got left. seven regular yeah. season games. You Before gotta, you, you right. got to hope that you win two in the Big Ten tournament at least. Ten win, ten games, you could use him. You never know. I mean, Granted, they're they're clearly red. Well, they're they're him, not going to do that. I no. my my question was, could he th- fill in at Indiana as a? I un- unless I misunderstand the rule, I don't believe so. That okay. would be that would be you know last year when Pemsel did play the one play last year. Remember played one, one game against Iowa, Iowa State. State. But again, first third of the season. I, I think you're right. So I think that's how that worked. All right, we'll come back talk a little wrestling, a little women's basketball, a little baseball. And some football. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Also, when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Turning up the sound for all of you who are listening here at G Migs on Steak Night, Tuesday night. Welcome. Good to see you all. Our friends, Father Wayne, Tom and O in the house. Hanging out across the way. Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle. Let's mention our other sponsors. Kozlowski Law. Kozlowski Law. Big Dave doing it for all of you if you need the... uh, Collaborative divorce. Thank you. Yes. The collaborative divorce. Uh, He'll take good care of you. Right. Our friends at the Foundry Distillery. Foundry Distillery. Their corn whiskey, which is so good. A total... 
night messer upper, but man, is it good. Well, it could. It can. It and we'll get to our foundry distillery last call here very shortly. And, of course, G-Mix here. Yes. I appreciate their, their help. Uh, and we appreciate the help every week of Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com, who uh, joins us now on the – we need to, like, name our hotline here, right? We well, currently the Verizon hotline. Currently it's, <laughs> it, it's the uh, – good afternoon, Tom. Guys, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah. You uh, not traveling this week at all for basketball? Not uh, not making either trip, no. So you're a wise man. You make the football well, trip because it's on the uh, weekend. That's a, re- that's a really tough travel thing for beat writer, let alone guys who are flying on charter planes. I mean, you're basically... Um, you know, Bloomington from, you know, say Eastern Iowa, it's you know, six, seven hours down there and it's a late game. So you're going to spend most of Friday driving back. And then Saturday, you're just going to pack up and go up to Minneapolis because it's a noon start on Sunday. Not a, it's not a, not a choice trip uh, by any stretch. In fact, I saw the Hawks had a tough time getting out of uh, West Lafayette last week, even after that beat down, too. Well, they uh, should have left early. <laughs> They did. Is that right, Tom? They sat on the tarmac for a long time, and uh, the nightmare continued. Yeah, they had some uh, some icing issues, apparently, or de-icing issues. So, yeah, they had that in the offense too. They, they were they were pretty cold too. Purdue wasn't cold. You know, we've we've uh, we've stayed off. We're trying to stay off the ledge on that thing because that, things t- turned it, around on Saturday and looked a lot better. Games happen, and then you have an opportunity to come back. It's the beauty of the basketball season. It's a quick turnaround. It, you can flush and forget. You can. And the, and the Hawks came back on Saturday. Didn't you think that Saturday had a, a tremendous thing from a, an emotional standpoint for the Hawkeye basketball team? Yeah, they just needed to get back on track and, um, uh, you know, just get another win on the board. And, and, you know, more importantly, after the win on Saturday was – get two days off and get some rest and um in the rest of the way it, that was just a tough stretch with five games in 13 days and um just a, a lot for them to go through with the short bench um so you know they came out of it okay and now they're um you know now it's the, the kind of the stretch run with seven games left I do have to point out, I had to I had to slap Rich down a little bit for his meltdown after Purdue. I didn't really melt down. <laughs> was that on the board? Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Oh, this is going to hurt more because it's probably going to cost them two seed lines because they lost by so many points against Purdue. And I had to point out, is it going to cost Michigan State two seed lines then because they lost by twenty nine at Purdue? I, I and I. That was my only comment, by the way. Was I actually somebody uh, had commented, and I was saying I think it may cost them seating in the NCAA tournament. I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think they can recover from it in the Big Ten. And I just thought that that the committee frequently in the past has looked at these weird double-digit losses and made a big deal out of them. But yep, it doesn't appear so because the, they came back the other day, and the committee seems to have completely ignored that. And uh, and taking so, care of things. Right so, now, the committee has Iowa on the five line. Uh, apparently, right according to what was released the other day. So that's that's pretty good, and that just means you continue to to play some decent basketball, and you're going to be if in that. If you had asked six. us in August, 
Tom, if, if someone had come to you in August and said Iowa's going to be a five seed in the NCAA tournament, what would you have told them? Um, probably that they were on drugs. <laughs> I would have had them drug tested after, uh, at, at that point, and probably after the, I mean, it, after the DePaul game, would anybody have thought that Iowa was going to make the NCAA tournament this year? Just the no. tournament, not even be a five seed. No. Nobody. Everybody no. was in meltdown mode. O- only and it's Fran. it's a long season. It long is a long season. season. It is a long season, but the weird part about it is, is every game counts, right? So it, it, it adds up. And so if right, they, they but, started but they adding lose, it up. They didn't lose to Florida A&M. They right. lost to right. the Big East, which is the second-best conference in the country. They turned it around quick after that DePaul game. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it right. was, it wasn't nope. gradual. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that that's the thing, that you can see how they can flush a game. And Fran says they never get up too much. Or down to never too high or too well, low. Well, and as if a you group. think about it, losing to San Diego State, who is currently on the one line, undefeated for the for the season, uh, likely to lose no more than one game this year if they lose any before the tournament. Clearly, not a bad loss, and they were in that game what for thirty minutes? Isn't that about right, Tom? Yeah, that was a, a you know fairly tight game. I thought. Um, I, I ended. I, you know, I had to watch that one later uh, because I was driving back from Nebraska. But it's just it, it's wild to me that you know because I've been told at various points during the season that the Nebraska loss was at Nebraska was a killer for their NCAA chances, and that um, you know that, that losing bad to Purdue was going to cost them this or that. It's just. Everybody needs to relax when they have a bad loss and just say, you know what, it just you take the loss and it's a body work thing. It's not just one game. Well, I, I definitely, it's definitely they've got a nice and you had a good article the other day uh, breaking down their their body of work and why it's it's the positives are outweighing the negative enough right now that people are looking past it. I will say this though, Tom. Falling from a four to a six is only five spots. It's only you're only talking about five spots in the tournament. So that's going from a from a top sixteen team to a top twenty one team. So you can't fault me too much. I'm saying that you could fall four or five spots in a poll very easily because you have a forty point loss. But it probably will get flushed if they can fit, if they can take care of business as they move forward. The opportunity obviously is Thursday night at Indiana, who's not played great. But I, I want to. I'm trying to figure out how you can get a feeling out of this team. Whether the team's going to walk out of the locker room that played at Syracuse so well, played so well on the road at Iowa State, played so well in, in, in some Chicago. of these in Chicago and some of these neutral sites, or the team that walked out there against Purdue and and did look frankly dead tired and and was not ready to play uh, against a, a Purdue buzzsaw. It's just hard to know what you're going to get, even though this looks like an opportunity for a win. I lost you guys. Oh, oh, Tom. So what Brett was saying is he thinks Thursday night, Thursday night looks like for an opportunity for a win. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I think there's it's definitely a um, chance for a win. It's uh, the Indiana team. I mean, it, I still can't believe that they lost when the, the Bob Knight game. The, exactly. The day that Bob Knight returns to Assembly Hall, and they just dunk it up and they're they're kind of in free fall and 
on one on one end of it, you think, boy, you're catching them at a good time because they're really a mess. But at the other end, it's desperation time for for Indiana, kind of like almost like Purdue was last week, where they were desperate and really needed that Iowa game, and they've kind of taken off since then. Although they're losing tonight to Penn State, but um, that's it. Kind of where I'm at with Indiana. So they, yeah, over eight for the three point line today. <laughs> They hit make nine, make first, 19 last. 12 of 13 in the first half against Iowa, 0 for 8 against Penn State tonight. Well, I want to flip real quick. I want to flip real quick before we lose you, Tom. Well, I guess we got a couple more minutes than I thought. But I want to flip over to football because we, we left the air last week and we were talking about the fact that uh, National Signing Day, the second one that fly, flies by for football, not nearly the same uh, uh, magic that it used to hold. But Iowa did grab a punter from uh, from from down under. Um, what do we know about this kid at all? And and, and where, where is this connection coming from from the punters from Australia? Well, it's a it's a there's a company actually in Australia called Pro Kick Australia, and they have been uh, they essentially funnel punters kickers to America and to college programs now and. It's kind of like a service, basically. They train these guys, and then you get a look at them, and you can offer them a scholarship. So um, that's what they've been doing, and that's I think that's kind of how they've they worked a little bit with uh, um, Pro Kick Sleep Australia to, to line up uh, Sleep Dalton, and now they've uh, they really used them to get uh, Taylor, who's you know 22 years old. He'll be coming to campus this, this fall. 22-year-old, drinking age freshman from Australia. Nothing can what go wrong can go with wrong this. What could go wrong here? Yeah, well, luckily he's a punter, and he only <laughs> needs to – he's got one job, right? He's got one job. Well, but, but so it's just, it's just a really interesting – now, I, I, interesting story. I, I know that the scuttlebutt was that that would happen, but then we didn't know who it would be or anything about any of this, I don't right? think and that it, the guy who took I, the scholarship knew sure it would be. I'm not sure they knew either, but uh, that was Iowa's lone – signing at that point in time now i saw tom that uh as we move forward to the 2021 class our uh, friends to the uh, west here uh in the uh, in the frosty netherlands uh, uh nether regions of lincoln are now uh, once again this year have offered more scholarships to uh, high school players than any other team in the uh, in the ncaa he's at like 360 or something like that by far the most you know, as much as it seems like Iowa offers a lot of a lot of guys, Iowa for it's more they do a better job percentage wise. He, Kirk's only in the nineties, I think, for this uh, this twenty twenty one. That's twenty five percent. And they did really well last year. I think they got. I mean, they get a, a much higher percentage of kids that they actually offer, which I think means that Iowa does a great job of scouting kids for the for the type of player that they want to have on their team. Yeah, Iowa just does a really good job of identifying the guys. They have a 14-point checklist that guys have to go through before they get an offer from Iowa, and then it's about recruiting them. And they're going to kind of recruit guys in their in their space a little bit, in their, their wheelhouse, uh, find the right kids. You know, um, Kelvin Bell calls what Nebraska and some of those other schools do. He jokingly referred to it one day as spray and pray. Yep. Basically just (laughs) throw out as many offers as you can and hope that something comes back to you. Um, You know, it's it's the guy who who 
who, uh, you know, goes on like a dating app and contacts about 500 girls and maybe gets a date from a couple of them. So Nebraska is the Tinder the Tinder of, of, college, of football. college football recruiting. Swipe left, swipe, swipe right. <laughs> Scott Frost. Yeah, you guys know more about the Tinder stuff. I have no well, idea I, what I, these things no, are. No, no, only because, only no, because no. we have uh, children of that age. Yeah, no, don't put a, don't put that on us. It's no. not on me. Trust me, I don't, even, <laughs> well, I don't have that app. Well, it so is, anyway, it is. Tom, before we let you go, we only got about a minute left. What do you think is going to happen this week? We the Hawks got to split, sweep, or is it? Uh, ledge time if if i i get bad feeling about sunday at minnesota just that short turnaround i just you know just kind of uh there's been some bad beatdowns up at the gopher hole and uh you just wonder if one of those is coming um i i think they've got a great shot at indiana but it's just i i just i i could see indiana coming out and pulling a purdue uh, against Iowa, and I could see Indiana just stinking it up, and Iowa uh, steals another one uh, at Assembly Hall. Feels like the first five minutes, we're going to know a little bit about how that game's going to go. I'm going to say by the under 12 well, timeout is of this the first gonna, half. Is Iowa in this or not? Yes, I'd right? agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Hey. I'd, feel a lot, I'd feel a lot better about Iowa's chances if Jordan Bohanna was playing because he killed Indiana last year. Yeah. Well, they're going to have him next year, and he's already out on the court shooting, I saw, which is amazing. Oh, and then he tweeted, uh, getting ready to go tonight. Jordan likes to play with people's yeah, hearts. Does. Yeah, he does. Well, he, 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 oh, yeah. He's, a, he's an internet troll. Oh, oh yeah. No question. No question. He's, he's good at it. All Tom, right. thank Thanks. you so much. Okay, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Perfect. Thanks, Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report. Where Ridge apparently goes and loses his mind every I once in a while. I made one comment. Actually, I made a bunch of positive comments. The thing is, Tom gets Tom gets testy. He does get testy when anybody really, when anybody makes a point that's that's fairly negative. And my point was, and I still hold to this. At some point in time, when they're in the middle of an argument about whether Iowa is on the on the twenty one line or the twenty three line, okay, so you make they're going to look at look at this forty point loss in Purdue. You you make a decent. And they didn't miss. weren't missing anybody, right? You, you make a decent point that it's only five slots in the tournament, yes. and I could make a point that being a six is a more favorable position than being a five. I think you and I and you and I agree on this because the six gets to play a three, which is about the same as a four. And then the two instead of a one, as you move on up, right? And I, I and there looks I, to me to be a big difference between the ones and the twos. At, yes, although Iowa has played a one right now with in San Diego State, and I and I think if Iowa hadn't played the night before, and expended a ton of energy beating Texas Tech, they had they would have they probably would be right there with San Diego State. They but, don't scare me. But would you want to run into Creighton? I don't want to run into Duke and the officials that help them win. Oh, no my God, TV Teddy Valentine. Are. Good heavens. All right, we'll be back. We'll wrap things up here in the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday night at G-Migs. By the way, if you are a moving company, right, I and would like a, a free plug, co-spon- open, yeah. a co-sponsored uh, 
trade out. Ridge is getting ready to move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm more I'm ready to move. I'm moving hey, Ridge, on Saturday. Ridge is ready to move. If you've got a deal, tweet at Hawkeye Huddle Two or at me at Hawkeye Huddle, <laughs> and we will give the greatest three months. No, not even what? six weeks. We only have five weeks of the show I left. Know, it's really it, that's 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 stunning. What are we going to do on Tuesday? We're just going to come here anyway, right? <laughs> without, without the equipment. Actually, you're going to come out uh, to my new house. We're going to sit outside and look at the look at the trees, and we're going to drink there. For oh, a my good Lord. We'll see. Could that sound any more? You will, you're going to enjoy my new house. I have an I'm, actual bar in the house. Like, like, I, like I need a bar. Well, All you, you need, ever needed you in need, my old house was true. a we did, we did have, avocado green refrigerator that yes. was full of Miller Lite every day. It, and it worked very, very well every day. It, did. it was beautiful. You have a beer before I would get home. Boys are out playing and I'd get home, beat you home and I'd walk over and just grab one out of, out of your refrigerator. Now, same thing on my side. You know, if they were in our, our driveway, you'd walk in and grab one too. I just had a smaller refrigerator. Much smaller. Yeah. You had one of those dorm things. Yeah, I still do. Same one's still there. Are you Same leaving one. it? Nope, taking it with me. Actually, I should leave that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, quickly, the Hawkeye baseball team underway this weekend. They'll start things off uh, down in Florida uh, against Kent State, St. Joe's, and Pitt. I have interesting information. You do. Tell me about from it. From a baseball insider who thinks that Connor McCaffrey very likely will be drafted in the Major League Baseball draft this year. Um, well, who's that? Who told you that? I can't reveal okay, my Okay, well, I would, I would not be surprised. Now, here's the question. If you're drafted between... Let's say rounds 15 and 22, do you go? And if you're drafted after 22, do you stay? He doesn't go. Regardless? I don't think he goes. If you're drafted in your 10th round of Major League Baseball draft, that's probably a $100,000 signing bonus minimum. Well, it is going to be. He's not going to play pro basketball, so maybe you do. Clearly not. Now, if you're drafted that high, you're right. You have to go. It's I'm just, telling you, so you've questioned this, and, and well, you, and I, I, you and I both know, I've watched a million youth in high school baseball games because we did this for right. years. All I'm telling you is I've this, not, this guy played college baseball. Yes. Understands and has people who know, and he said he thinks there's a chance. I'm not saying he's going to. Yeah, I mean, a, it, the longer the Hawkeye, Hawkeye basketball season goes, Probably the less likely Apparently, it is. Apparently, he's getting his swings in, so he'll be ready to transition over immediately into the season. I'm just telling you, he's got... So I the, thought the, that the transition cr- process took longer. It, it doesn't. Not for that. Okay. No, you don't You don't have to go to Sweden for this. You okay. Just, it's just done. You know, you're just, just, you just, he's getting his swings in. They've been saying he's, been, he's not been practicing with the team, but he gets his swings in. And I'm telling you, he's just got very, very quick hands. And those hands are where you and I both know that's, that's the secret to to a, a swing in baseball is the, the, the fast hands. You get around on the ball, you can do magical things. And okay. That kid's got it. So uh, I, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting question because as people start to look at this Iowa basketball team next year, with everybody except for Ryan Creener, who's really uh, giving them something, coming back and then adding Jack Nungy back in and adding Jordan Bohannon back in and possibly adding uh, Aaron Eulis and, I have a and the Perkins kid is out of Cordell Indianapolis. Pencil done? Yes, this will be it. After this year? Yes. I Don't you, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, can't with, see him. with this transgression followed on top of the drunk I driving. I can't see him spending another year sitting on a bench. But I, maybe not. I, I could be wrong, but I think so. 
I sure think so. He does, he's not going to get as much playing time next year. I, it should I be noted that in the Hawkeye Huddle, we did call uh, Macy Daly's transfer to Akron. We did? Well well before anyone before else. Before anybody else did. <laughs> we were breaking news. Um, Hawkeye women this week, two more victories. They're up 20-4, and 11-2. Now, did you Is Lisa Bluter the coach of the year in the country? Has to be on the short list, right? They're number seven in the RPI. They're they're actually underrated in the in the AP poll. They're only seventeen. They're eleven and two in the Big Ten and twenty and four. This is they won seventy six sixty against Nebraska. Revenge win at home and then eighty three seventy one at Purdue. At least they, they can win at Mackey Arena. They figured out a way. Um, Doyle uh, was Big Ten one of the, was uh, on the uh, one of the Big Ten player honor rolls this week, but also she made the Naismith uh, uh, Award list the final thirty for that. They've got a big one coming up against Maryland this Thursday at, at Maryland. Maryland. That's number ten Maryland, Tough game. right? And then Wisconsin Sunday uh, at home. I think both of them are on BTN. I think the Maryland one for sure is on before the men's game on Thursday night. But my, my I, I think you you make a great. Let's fit nobody. I mean, you said you might have said okay. Well, they'll go they'll go five hundred in the Big Ten. They'll go they'll win fifteen. If they get games. if they get in the tournament, they win. It would be a great season. They're eleven and two and twenty and four. They're a top three seed. They are in the NCAA tournament. They, they're they're in the top ten. They're, they've got to be considered. Yes, on the one uh, on the two or three line in the NCAA, and likely tournament. to host a uh, whatever they call those the mini regionals mm-hmm. or sub regionals again. Again. Right, so uh, I mean, let's. Uh, we don't want to put too much on them, but I'm telling you what, it's a solid team, and she has done an we, incredible. We, job. we should call and have Lisa. We on. should call her and have her on. We should do a little more work than we do some other weeks and grab because no she question. will come on for sure. Of course, and we are lazy as all get we, out we when are. it comes to. This. But it is it is it is really something to watch the way that they've they've played. So did you watch wrestling meet? So on uh, yes, the wrestlers they win twenty-seven to nine at Michigan. On did Saturday you watch night. it? I did because so Andrew Ridge came home the other night because, as you said, we're moving. Watch a basketball game with me, and then watch the wrestling meet with me. So it last it was his last night in his in his boyhood home, right? And he went back to school. Did he take but, down the bunk bed? Uh, we didn't have a bunk bed. So I know he was an only child. He was an only child. <laughs> Very good. But uh, we sat and watched. We watched Iowa sports in our living room uh, as our last go around, and, and we watched the wrestling meet. Um, so we did. Brings uh, a tear uh, to my eye. Brought a little, little clumped here. Uh, I thought Iowa wrestled um, very pedestrian like in a lot of in a lot of the, the matches, and then uh, you know Cassiope so you got want, you want got to know beat you, pretty bad. But th- th- this happens, okay? If you're going to wrestle, occasionally you're going to get pinned. The guy you wrestled, extraordinarily athletic, good. really, really good, really fast, uh, heavyweight. Big difference between number one or two, whatever he's rated, and number three in heavyweight wrestling. Cassiopeia's going to have another chance or two to get back at him. And he'll know what he's looking at. Here's, I'm yes. going to tell you something that I've heard. Spencer Lee doesn't go to practice. Oh, it, really? And it showed. Uh, yeah, he, he, the first time all year that he went the distance with somebody, uh, you know. He, he kid, was kid, going was on the mat the all the way. Yeah. So, from what I understand, he's not a big practice guy. He has a bit of an ego, obviously. I mean, he's beaten everybody by tech fall or fall for the last two months since the Midlands. And literally since the freestyle. I think the boy needs to get back to practice so that he can be tough enough to go through the Big Tens and the national title. He has no business losing a match anywhere along the line. And if he does, 
if if it's because he's not practicing, if that's part of the equation, I'm just telling you he has no what I've heard. Yeah. Eh, and it, I have wrestling insiders, yeah. too. It looks like uh, Austin DeSanto is on the or uh, line. He'll for be the, back for the Big Ten. Well, and it's a possibility a- this week. At, uh, Abe at, Asad, um, I also Minnesota. checked with one of my uh, insiders, and he said that he doesn't think he's out for the year. He needed a break. Uh, mentally, maybe. He lost two in a row after coming out of the shoot. Shoot very strong. They're on BTN at 8.30 uh, against uh, Minnesota on Saturday night as well. So you can catch them again. Is that and, right after Dallas? Uh, Dallas it, was on Fridays. Dallas was on Fridays after the uh, the Dukes of Hazard, And yeah. and little known fact, the 7 to 8 o'clock hour on Fridays, the Donnie Marie show. Well, I wouldn't know. I was always playing football Don- during that time. I was in third, <laughs> second, third grade. I don't know. Second grade. I was in second grade. Um uh, that wrestling wrestlers, by the way, that was their last road meet of the year. They'll get uh, Okie State next week. So Minnesota and Okie State on the docket before they hit the Big Tens and the national uh, tournament uh, coming up for them, which is up in Minneapolis. Uh, if people are interested, I'm sure there are still tickets in in U.S. Bank Stadium up there, 60,000 seats. But uh, it'll be black and gold for uh, championship Saturday night. I can guarantee you that's going to happen. No question. Okay. Time? We got, we got time. We got time. We got five minutes. No, we don't have. Three minutes? Yeah, more like two. Two? Foundry Distillery, last call. Get your Foundry Distillery corn whiskey. We've, oh, we've Down here at the Junction 11. We've called things pretty well this year for this basketball team, with the exception of the stunningly bad losses. Nobody saw DePaul I did, going. I did text you. And I, I did, think we missed this one. Yeah, I think we might have <laughs> missed this one. And we didn't. And Clearly, I, there's just no way to see that coming in, in last week. And I really did think it was the first time I thought that they got to a point where they sort of gave up. I don't think they really gave up, gave up, you know, in terms of just they were out of gas. acquiescing. But Six, they, they were out of gas. After the Nebraska games, I read or heard 16 or 17 straight days mm-hmm. of, game, they got a day of, off of games, yes. travel, and practice. Two days off. You got Sunday and Monday. I think, as Tom said, going to Indiana, they have a real good shot. I think this. I, so I think it's a split week. I don't know where. I don't know. No, how. I think they. I think, I think they, it's Indiana. I, and the Hawks have actually had success in Indiana, up over the years. They, well, they didn't to start with. They've been much better in the last decade or so. In That's terms of I, at least being competitive. Good lord, I'm not going back in yeah. my 54 years right. in this earth. Ma- Minneapolis has had a weird effect on them in the last few years, and it's they've been really they've tough. gotten hosed on few calls, and they've a few. Uh, the guy was out of bounds. Guy standing out of bounds in overtime, right before overtime, and they didn't call the ball out of bounds. And and little Ricky running on the court while the Iowa players are trying to dribble up court, and they have to go around him. And they call traveling on the Iowa player because they have to go around their coach, and nothing called. Minnesota gets the ball is, back, scores, is, ties it up. Is Ted Valentine doing the? Game? I hope not. I don't believe so. so. Do you, you think? Do so you think they? You think they're going to get Indiana? I think they're going to get Indiana. I think they're going to get them, like you know, in that seventy-six, seventy range. And then I think Minnesota's a complete and utter dogfight. And at Garza versus the Minnesota center, who is tremendously good. A two-roo? Yeah. yeah. And I thought Iowa really handled him well, and then I saw the stats, and he ended up with like 24 down here. He was the, he was the lone he was their star only, of the game their for only that, in, that, in that game. The I, thing is, is that I, I don't know. I, I think they go one-on-one. I think they split, too. I'm I'm. I feel like even if they lose to Indiana, then maybe they come back and play. Okay, 
If Indiana scores 70 points, Iowa doesn't win this game. Iowa's got to keep them in the 60s. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Tuesday, five or 6 o'clock, right here on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700, the channel.